Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Just to give you a heads up, one of us is bound to say something not suitable for little ears. Welcome to Mom and Dad Are Fighting, Slate's parenting podcast for Thursday, January 27th, the Playdate Vaccination Card Edition. I'm Zach Rosen. I'm host of The Best Advice Show. I live in Detroit with my family. My daughter Noah is four, and my son Ami is one. I'm Jamila Lemieux, a writer, contributor to Slate's Parent Beating Parenting column, and mom to Naima, who is eight, almost nine, and we live in Los Angeles. I'm Elizabeth Newcamp. I write the homeschool and family travel blog, Dutch Dutch Goose. I'm the mom to three littles, Henry, who's nine, Oliver, who's seven, and Teddy, who's five. And we live in snowy Colorado Springs, Colorado. On today's show, we have a question about neighborhood playdate drama. What's a parent to do when their kid constantly complains about, yet still plays with the annoying neighbor? Then, what's the proper etiquette for asking about a child's vaccination status when setting up a playdate? And on Slate Plus, secret secrets are no fun, but are they outright bad? Elizabeth's preschool thinks so. We all weigh in. But let's start the show with a round of triumphs and fails. Elizabeth. What do you got? All right. So I am claiming a triumph a, a few weeks ago. I think maybe on a plus segment, we talked about like doing something for ourselves mm-hmm. and like taking the time. Okay. I, I only half did the thing for myself, but remember I had put my kids in ice skating lessons. They were terrible. They're like getting better. Well, the new session of ice skating started and um, we went to the first one and I saw like an adult in a class. And so I went up to the window <laughs> And I said, can adults sign up for ice skating? And they said, yeah. So I have signed myself up for a ice skating class. Um, I convinced another mom who comes to to do it with me. And so instead of sitting and watching the kids now and just like spending an hour watching them skate around and making fun of them, Mm -hmm. I now (laughs) have put myself out there to be game to be made fun of. So I had my first lesson last Tuesday of another one today. I did um, specifically ask, like, can we form an adults class? And they said yes. So I am not like in with my kids. I'm I'm on the other side of the ice rink. <laughs> like, because the whole idea was like, I wanted to do something um, like for me. And it was super fun last week. I can go around the rink and I can like crash into the boards to stop. But I learned to like legitimately stop and do the swizzles. And um, it's it's really fun. And I get to skate the half hour before and after lessons to free skate. And so it's nice because it's like I'm out on the ice with the kids skating with them. It feels like a really great half hour. Then I go... And I have my lesson, and then after after the lesson, I get to skate a little bit more with them before we go home. So it, it's been a really, like, nice thing. I mean, one lesson. We'll see. I only – I fell on my face once okay. and on my butt a whole number of times, and the teacher constantly screams at me to put my hands on my knees, which is supposed to stop me from falling. <laughs> but your hands but on I'm your learning, knees. and it's really fun. I'm, I'm, like, very excited about it. That is Congrats. Really exciting. Congratulations. Lifelong learner. <laughs> a lot of courage. That's awesome. Yeah, there there are a couple of adults in the class who seem to be really striving for Olympic gold. And I find that personally, like, amazing because I have zero. I'm like, listen, if I can learn to, like, go around the rink and do a nice stop. I'll a be success. Happy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. <sighs> How about you, Jamila? 
Uh, I have just a big old fail. Getting Naima out the door today sucked. And like, I just feel, I don't know, like she didn't finish her homework last night. She was tired and she said she'd do it in the morning. And then it took her a long time to do this morning. And I was saying like, hey, Naima, you're going to be late. And she was just like, you're stressing me out. You know, you're like nagging me. And I felt really bad because she was like frustrated, you know, and like. It turned around in the car and we had a really good and productive conversation about it. But, like, I realized that I was kind of nagging, you know, like, there could have been a better way of saying, like, hey, we're going to be late. Instead of saying we're going to be late, we're going to be late. Like, you know, I could have said, Naima, I think now's the time where we had to make a decision. Are we going to be on time and have our, you know, homework incomplete or are we going to be a little late and have our homework done? But, like, we can't do both. That's okay. And it happens, you know. Yeah. So, like, we recovered, and I'm glad the morning recovered, but I hated, like, how upset she felt, you know, in in the moment. And, like, in the car, she admitted to me, she was like, you know, I really wanted to do the homework, you know, for you. Like, I wanted you, you know, I felt like it was, even though I'm like, what, I care the least, I'm like the most anti-homework person, but, like, (laughs) that she really, you know, she was like, it was important that it was done, and I wanted you to see that I'd done it, and I was trying my best, you know, and so I feel bad that her day got started out on a note like that. I feel like, though, the fact you recovered is really good. I don't know. It just is, like, the most normal situation. You know, I have lots of mornings that start like that as an adult. Mm -hmm. I put something off, and now I'm like, well, there's not enough time to both be on time and do the thing I put off. (laughs) Right. What was the productive conversation you had? We just talked about feelings, you know, and, like, Mm -hmm. what was it that you were feeling when you were, you know, why were you yelling? Like, why did you get so upset, you know? And she said, I felt like I was doing what I was supposed to do, which was trying to get my homework done. But, like, you were frustrated with me like I was doing something wrong. So Y'all are very good at talking things out after the fact. Like, right, I feel like you really nip it in the bud soon after the, the blow up. So that's admirable. Thank you. I try. Like, that's one thing. Like, I I feel like, especially at this age, you know, like, if we talk about this in two days or even, like, when she gets out of school, you know, the feelings might not be that clear for her. You know, like, she might not really be able to um, connect what we're talking about with what she was feeling in the moment. So I tried not to let these things linger long. Yeah. And, like, send her off to school on an an okay plate. Because what you don't want to do is, like, drop her off at the door and then she, like, setting her up for a terrible Right. (laughs) Yeah. So this is a triumph (gasps) prepped and a fail, as as is often the the case. As is often the case. Yeah. So I have uh, a triumph this week. There was some drama at my wife's work that she was dealing with. um, Some hard stuff, the particulars of which are irrelevant, but... My wife was having a hard time and I told Noah, our four-year-old, that mommy had a rough day at work. Mm -hmm. This was on Friday. Mommy had a rough day at work. Let's just like be super loving when she gets home and ask her about it. And whenever this happens, like whenever I, you know, I'm like wavering about like, does does Noah need to be brought into the fold Mm -hmm. about this like adult thing? There's plenty of times where like, no, it's it's not necessary. But when I'm just like, sure, why don't I just like tell her what we're dealing with? She's so cool about it and mature in ways that just surprise me and inspire me. And like Noah asked Shira, my wife, about how she was doing last Friday. And then Aww. Shira had a follow up and kind of resolved some of the drama at work this week. And um, 
Noah and I were talking about that. And like Noah just like asked her mom, like, how did it go with the thing at work? And I'm just like, man, you're cool, you little four-year-old. <laughs> um, and I'm glad I told you because like conflict comes up in life and you should know about it um, when it's appropriate. And here it was, it was appropriate and it was, it was sweet. It's also good for them to know it's okay to be sad, you know, that like bad days happen to everybody because we want mm-hmm. them to understand the same thing about their own lives, you know, like when they're disappointed or they don't get to wear what they wanted to to school or, you know, just something went wrong and they're having trouble getting past it. Like that we also go through the same things. 100%. And we, we want to teach our kids like to be empathetic and how to have those conversations. And I think the best way to do it is what you're doing is saying like, when mommy gets home, maybe we could ask her these things, right? And then the best way to teach a kid is to get that positive feedback when she can see her mom feeling really loved by, you know, her being empathetic to a mm-hmm. situation that maybe she doesn't care about, but she does care about how her her mom feels. So I think that's great and something we could all do more of instead of like letting our kids kind of know where we are, even without that. Like a lot of times they don't need to know the details, you know, just yeah, totally. like they're having a hard day. And here's something we can do when she gets home, which might otherwise be a really stressful time to make it a little less stressful. I think that's Mm -hmm. great. Definitely. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Let's move on to our first listener question. Read by the fabulous Shasha Leonard. Dear mom and dad, like other families, we've been stuck at home for nearly two years now. We're incredibly lucky that the neighborhood we live in has a similar number of kids the same age. So when my kids step outside, they have instant playmates. For the most part, this has worked out well. The kids get much needed socialization and the parents get a break. However, my son's closest friend can be a handful. They've known each other since they were toddlers, and now they're seven. At least half of the times they play together, my son will come home and say the other boy did something mean, lied to him, cheated at a game, etc. I've seen and heard this myself, so I know my son isn't exaggerating. I've told my son that he never has to play with anyone who makes him feel bad, and he needs to learn that he can't believe everything this other boy says. Is there anything else I can do? I'd like to think that the boy would recognize the cause and effect of his actions. Don't play nice, and no one will want to play with you. But this has been going on for a few years with little change. Should I just continue to support my son and assume that as the world returns to normal, he'll expand his circle of friends? Thanks. Tired of annoying neighbors. What do you think about this, Jamila? This is tricky because, you know, I think... 
we should all keep in mind these kids have lost two years of like normal socialization. So like the annoying kid before is like the super annoying kid now, right? Like some of those social cues and things that they might have started to pick up on or grow out of, they haven't had the opportunities to deal with them. You know, they haven't had the opportunities to have consequences for being uh, annoying to other kids in the same way, um, you know, especially when your circle's so small and the last thing you want to do is lose this, you know, one or two people that you spend time with. I think that you should talk to the other child's parent, you know, if you've got some like actual evidence of some things that you can speak about, you know, like you have to have more than one instance of a specific allegation. You don't want it to be, hey, your kid just kind of works my child's nerves, because if that's the mm-hmm. case, um, you're dealing with something else. But I think that it sounds like there may be like an aggressive form of playing or um, I don't know, like. Does your child want to be friends with this person or do you entirely just feel like I don't like I'm trying to figure out if this friendship is worth saving as I talk my way through it because I thought about it before. I'm like, okay, I think it's important to have a good conversation with the other parent about how, you know, your child wants to be friends with this kid. But sometimes he makes them feel less than great. And, you know, you hope that you all could work together to strategize around that. Um, you say this is your child's closest friend, but are they literally closest because they've just been the person who's around, which you kind of allude to in the letter? Or do you want to nurture this friendship? Um, if you want to nurture this friendship, there has to be some intervention because your child isn't happy with the way that they're being engaged. Um, and on some level, you know, you have to keep the conversation going about personality differences and the way that you play and the way that he plays are not always the same thing. But if you're talking about comments that are actually mean and you know being dishonest then yeah this is something that a parent should know about so they can talk to their child while they're young enough to develop those social skills and to be held accountable for them i think too seven is like an age at which your kid is going to start choosing their friend like kind of prior to seven Mm -hmm. it's sort of like they play with who's ever there but i think you're definitely entering the age where where they they can make more of those choices even if it's just that this person is in close proximity. Like they, there's more things they would rather do alone than be in a relationship that's bad. So I also wonder like, is this like, what are the dynamics that are actually happening? Because um, even though you have witnessed this behavior from the other boy in any scenario, there's, there are three sides, right? Like there's what your son is telling, what the other child is, is telling their parents or experiences. And then there's the truth. The truth is always in the middle or somewhere in there, you you know, could be one side or the other. But I, I think that teaching some introspection to say like, you keep coming home really upset about this, but what happened just prior to that? What did you do? How did you interact? Is there a way for you? Like you clearly are choosing to play with this, this child all the time. I mean, unless you dear letter writer are, are setting up these play dates. <laughs> like if you're doing that, stop. But if you're, child is choosing to play with this kid, I think what you need to do is give him tools to have a good play date. And that may mean that you need to host more of the play dates or that you need to be more present if they're playing outside that you set up your lawn chair outside. I mean, it, it sounds like with the with the weather, you know, I don't know if you guys are now like inside and where they're playing or any of that, but 
be more present so that you can observe what's happening and then coaching your child on that situation. Because I, I completely agree with Jamila that you should be talking to these other parents. Like you guys have been friends since they were preschoolers. There has to be some conversation like, Hey, are you also noticing um, that these playdates always end badly? <laughs> like always end with someone running home, you know? Um, but I also think all you can do is, is build up your child to to handle these situations better by either not engaging in the first place and saying, I don't want to play with you. And maybe he needs more specifically to hear that he's allowed to say that. Um, or maybe what you need to talk about is, it seems like you always want to play and then it seems like you're always really upset. How is it the same thing happening? Is that, you know, we have had friends that are like this, that play dates just always kind of end this way but they really enjoy the kind of play that's happening at the beginning Mm -hmm. and what I found is that there was just like a time limit at which that would happen and so I would just cut the play date short you know like Mm. they can play for an hour and then after that it's just it's just too much so yeah yeah, wrap it up so I I think there's more to look at at this situation on on how to handle this and but bottom line, you need to be more involved. Like, it, it seems like at this point, you're sort of hands off with this situation, but it's a situation in which your son needs more guidance. And to know that you maybe need to be more present. Yeah, I agree with uh, the the introspection piece. I'm not sure at what point or if this parent needs to get involved yet. Um, I think the parent should get involved in giving their child some tools to uh, be their own advocate. Like, it's so unnatural to, to be like, you hurt my feelings when you stole this toy, t- fellow seven-year-old kid. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, like, just having conversations with your kid about, hey, maybe next time this kid is, you know, um, giving you a hard time, maybe you can tell him, when you do this, it makes me feel like this. And, like, maybe that could alter the the chemistry of the situation. Maybe there's some passivity that's happening and this and the friend is is dominant and has never been stood up to with any kind of confidence. Um, and so not to teach your kid to like, you know, uh, start a fight, but like teach a kid to be like, hey, maybe stand up for yourself and see if that changes anything. And if yeah. that, you know, if, if, if the dynamic continues to be your kid comes home sad, then yeah, I think maybe parents uh, should get involved. But maybe there's, a, you know, maybe there's something that, that the kid can do um, to, to be their own champion. I like that. And I think too, reminding your son when they go to play, like the last time you went to play, you came home really upset. So before you go out the door, can we just review how maybe we can have a better play date? Mm-hmm. Um or like when you start to have this problem, you know, stand up for yourself, but then come home. Like how how can we practice extracting ourselves and just putting those reminders w- without saying like, this is a bad friend. This is a bad person. Like, again, telling your child, like, you seem to be really upset right. by the end of this. So, you know, and I'm not there to know what happens. So how how can we do that? And again, like you said, Zach, I think that's great. Like, will changing your behavior change the outcome? And if so, then we need to do that, right? Um, Because you're going to have these people in your life kind of regardless. And I do think this is worth saving in the sense that like, it's really nice to have a close friend that lives close, especially Mm -hmm. as they get older and can be more independent. Um, But at the same time, if, if this is like a nightmare and it really is that this child just like, 
is lying all the time, needs to win doing this. Like, it's also not your job to fix this other kid. So introducing some more people into the mix is always good. Having some play dates, if you can, you know, if you don't feel comfortable having them inside, out, you know, going outside, whatever, whatever that looks like. I think you can also introduce some new people that might be a better fit. Right. Right. Well, tired of annoying neighbors, please let us know how it goes. We love updates. If anyone else is out there with annoying neighbors or any other question, please send it in. Email us at momanddad at slate.com. This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Calendar. Let's be real. Running a household can be exhausting and chaotic. And finding the perfect Mother's Day gift, it's not exactly a no-brainer. Until now. The Skylight Calendar is the best way to organize the family and give everyone, especially mom, some peace of mind to enjoy the things that matter most. The Skylight Calendar is a smart, touchscreen calendar that keeps track of and manages the chores, dinner planning, groceries, and to-dos for the whole family. The Skylight Calendar automatically syncs each family member's digital calendars and displays them all together on one color-coded touchscreen. It even doubles as a digital picture frame so you can finally share all those special moments that are just sitting on your phone. As a limited time offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight calendar when you go to skylightcal.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-C-A-L dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightcal.com slash easy. Talking about money can be so hard, especially when the person you're talking to is still learning how to do long division. That's why Million Bazillion, a Webby-winning podcast from Marketplace, is here to help. I'm Bridget, and with my fellow co-host Ryan, we help teach your little ones about complex topics like bankruptcy, climate change, and why there's so much gold at Fort Knox, and so much more. Listen to Million Bazillion wherever you get your podcasts. All over the country. We need to improve reading in Wisconsin. Schools are changing the way they teach reading. I'm calling for a renewed focus on literacy. We have gotten this wrong in New York and all across the nation. And it's happening because of a podcast. I think your podcast has changed my life. And I'm going to share this podcast with everyone I meet. Sold a Story investigates how teaching kids to read went wrong. New episodes of Sold a Story are available now. Okay. On to our second question, once again, being read by Shasha Leonard. Hi, mom and dad are fighting. Just curious, what is the etiquette for asking about a child's COVID vaccination status? My child is in an age group now eligible for the vaccine, and due to this winter being so freaking cold, all potential playdates are indoors. Is it rude to ask before making plans with someone? Thanks. Mom, who just wishes this was all over? Yes, don't we, we feel you. Don't we feel you. So I don't think it's ever rude to ask for something that you need. Um, there are certainly ways in which asking would be rude. And I was really thinking about this because this is um, something we have been doing. Um, I, I guess, luckily, not really luckily, but I lean back on Henry's pandas. Like, it's very easy for me to be like, my kid has an autoimmune disorder, so we're we're being really cautious about who we're spending time with, um, all of this, and and kind of prefacing the question of like, are your kids vaccinated? Are you vaccinated? Uh, are you guys mask wearing? Like those kind of things. With that, but I was thinking that it doesn't even really need to to be that. I think the only thing is that when asking, 
do not pass judgment. Like this is not Mm -hmm. the moment to educate this other family or any other family that you're asking on vaccination. It's not the moment to assert your beliefs. What you are doing is trying to establish is this, you know, play date that we want to have happen because our kids get along able to happen in a way in which I feel safe. And so being able to ask and then if they say no, right? Because if they say, yeah, we're vaccinated, then there's no problem. It was not, you won't ever feel like it was rude to ask. But if they say no, then you're going to feel rude. I think the thing is to say, thanks so much for letting me know. We don't really feel comfortable or I don't really feel comfortable then having a play date inside, but we would love to get together on a sunny day or we would love to find some other way to hang out with you, whatever that looks like. Because if their response to that is is negative, I don't think this is someone you want to be hanging out with. Yeah. So uh, I guess to me, it's not the difference of behavior. Um, it is like the attitude of if they cared for you and this is important to you, then it's fine that you have a different opinion. It feels rude, I guess, because you're worried about offending someone. But <laughs> this is something that is that if if it's important enough for you to be thinking about, you should be asking. Um, and and again, I think it's just a matter of being kind when they answer back, no matter what that answer is and no matter what your feelings are, because this is someone that your child is friends with and you you seemingly want to maintain that friendship because you wanted to arrange a play date to start out with. I don't know. Yeah, I think Elizabeth nailed it. If they're going to have an adverse reaction to being simply asked, are you and your family vaccinated, then you probably don't want to be friends with them to begin with. I feel like at this point, everybody has a POV on vaccination, whether they're for it or against it, and they should be able to stand behind whatever that is, uh, if posed with that question, because it's a very reasonable question. Um, I, I think it's as simple as saying, hey, you know, we're taking this thing pretty seriously. You know, we're not meeting in certain places, by the way. You know, are you guys vaccinated? And, you know, if you want to maybe bring up a story about like, oh, you know, we just got Maddie's second shot. She yeah. cried a lot, but, you know, glad it's done. How'd it go for you guys? As opposed to just straight <laughs> up asking. That. You can do that, too, if That's you're nervous. That's so smart to me. <laughs> love it yeah uh, are you guys asking people i ask people uh we haven't done any play dates with new people in a like long time. a long time but if we were we'd be asking <laughs> our kids aren't vaccine age yet yeah and so their friends aren't either but there will definitely come a time when we'll totally ask and also like if you're feeling if you're like conflict avoidant like I am you can like totally put it on yourself being like we're super conservative about this and you know um I know it might be weird but like you know dot 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 so you don't ha- again it's kind of just to do everything you can to not um ascribe any kind of judgment on them you can take the heat yourself if you feel self-conscious about that kind of direct um question but again this is just great practice for telling people what you need which we talk about every week pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I I like I like both of your ideas to like take the like a little story or something to take the the pressure off of of a negative answer or to to get an answer without like straight out asking. Um but I also just think just do it. Just ask. I what is the worst thing? I was just thinking what's the worst thing that happens like it it feels really awkward but the minute you start <laughs> right now you've asked 
and yeah. it's done. And if it goes poorly, did you really want to be their friend anyway? Really I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. No. It's 2022. Not- I don't think people are going to be shocked by this question. No. This is the, this is our you new normal. Ask this question to get ice cream samples where I live. Like, yeah. <laughs> you cannot get a sample. Wait, what do you mean? You can't get a sample. Like, you can go to an ice cream shop and you can order ice cream. But if you want a sample at some of the shops, you have to show a proof of vaccine. Because it's like mm. eating in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. So, Love it. Oh, because yeah. you're going to, like, remove your mask to eat. And, yeah. Yep. Don't you kind of know, though, too? I feel like we're far enough in. I mean, yeah. I know the kids <laughs> whose parents are vaccinated. Not vaccinated. Because when the vaccines came out, there was, like, a big sharing of where to go get them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, like, I, I feel like we talked a lot about it then. And I know who did what. And yeah. maybe I'm just nosy. <laughs> I am too. Yeah. Well, thanks, Mom, who just wishes this was all over. We so wish it was over, too. Meanwhile, report back on how this awkward ask goes. If it goes well, maybe you can send us your script, and uh, we can send that out. Everyone else, please email us your parenting dilemma at slate.com. It's finally time for recommendations. Jamila, what are you recommending this week? Okay, I hope this isn't something that Elizabeth recommended in the past because it totally sounds like something you would recommend. <laughs> Ooh, I'm, I'm excited. But I came across it on Twitter this weekend. I thought it was so cool. Budsies. Have you recommended Budsies before? No. Okay. I don't think I even know what this is. Budsies is a website that will turn your child's art into a stuffed animal. So, like, if your kid can draw, like, a cool monster, Googling. they can make this actual thing you know like they can um, recreate lost stuffies in some instances as well Um, (sighs) they can make plush dolls based off pictures of your family members like it's really cool it's obviously it's not the cheapest uh, endeavor but if you're looking for a really special gift um, like one of the cutest ones on the site is a kid holding a pillow that um, I don't know looks like it's maybe some sort of circular creature with little kind of cat-like ears and it's like just like the drawing you know um and there was a really cute reaction video uh that i saw circulating where a kid was you know like opened up a box and saw that this thing that he'd drawn from his imagination was real so anyway it's budsies b-u-d-s-i-e-s dot com super cute this is this is amazing adorable these their slogan is making a huggable world that's cute. Yeah, I want to this order is one great, for Naeem's birthday. Did, uh, are you ordering, like, are you doing the selfie thing? Or did she draw something? I don't like, know. What, I think I want to get one of her drawings. I have it. I, I want to surprise her with it. But I oh, yeah, that's I cool. Gonna say, yeah. So maybe something that she did on Procreate. Okay, report awesome. back. I will. Oh, my gosh. They make your pets into stuffed animals. Oh, that's what we're doing. Those are petsies. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it cute? They've got so much cute stuff. Okay, I've got. Do they have an Instagram? You're welcome, Buzzies, I have to follow them on Instagram. Advertisement. What a good find! Yeah, okay. very cool. I can't wait to to see see Naima. You don't have to share it with the whole world, but please text me. I will for sure. <laughs> what about you, Elizabeth? Okay, so I am recommending. It's called a Buddha board. Have you guys heard of these? They're like little boards that look like they're parchment paper mounted on kind of like slate. But you you use just water and this big calligraphy brush to paint on them. And then it evaporates really quickly. And I actually, the first time I ever saw this was at my friend Catherine's house in Atlanta. She uses it. Um, she has it like near her table. And when her her 
toddler is done eating, that is the thing she can get out and bring to the table and play with so that she stays sitting at the table. And I thought, well, this was great. Mm. But then I started seeing it like people using them for homeschool. And so we got one and it is amazing for all sorts of things. So we've been um, putting it in our morning basket and using that. Like it's one of the things the kids can pull out during morning music time and use. I've been using it a lot for like calm down when they need to calm down. It's like something they can paint and evaporates pretty quickly. So it's like kind of a constant activity, but it's very meditative. I think that's actually its original purpose is supposed to be like kind of meditative and calm, but the kids can draw on it. We've been using it to practice like our cursive lessons and because it evaporates you can just do it again and again but it's there writing it's really cool they have the one we have is the um the one that looks more like the name sounds like buddha board but they have ones that look more modern um they have like a little travel one all kinds of cute ones but anyway we're really enjoying it i don't know if we've just like hit hit the time where they all like to use it um because we're inside but again just using it for that table time that quiet time and also for some some sneaky writing practice (laughs) But it's called a cool. Buddha board. That nice. Super cool. I feel like all three recommendations this week are kind of of a of a piece. Obviously, we all take a million pictures of our kids, and so my wife. This is all um, shout out to to her. She starting two years ago, maybe three years ago, she started to make Shutterfly custom scrapbooks mm. of the year. So just all our favorite pictures she makes she she customizes a beautiful um book designs it on shutterfly and then we just get it printed out so we have a year in the life of of our family um because the di- there's just too many digital pictures for us to go through so we find she finds the best ones and then we have uh we have the year in review and it takes i mean she's super like into it so she's she spends like weeks and weeks on designing it it's relaxing for her to do but um, it's such a, it's just such a gift. And when I think about like, if our house sets on fire, like that's the first thing I would take. And even if I wasn't able to take it in the They'll event of an emergency, them at Shutterfly. yeah, it's in yeah. the cloud, baby. So um, it's great. And my kids are really into looking at them too. So, I, so super, I've super into it. you and my kids also love them, but I think I need your wife to tell me how to be like organized about getting it done. Cause I find yeah. that like, now I feel overwhelmed. So I, I yeah. do do like our big trips because that seems like, okay, <laughs> there's only this many photos. And when I the kids were little, I did like each month I would take a day to sit down. Um, but yep. I feel like I just lost that. And now I'm like, do I go back and like start over? Do I just do this year? You know, do I just start like, okay, it's January. I should just make one for this year. Right. I don't know. It so depends I'm, on how type A you are. Well. You know, so <laughs> like my wife day. is super type A. So uh, <laughs> like if ideally you like you know collect collect aggregate you know every month like yes yeah and do it i mean that's what i used to do like january i would do january and then february i do february yeah 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 Yeah. okay and 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 it's especially like if you haven't done it yet like don't think like all right my kid's 12 now i have to go back and do 12 years worth of these just start where you can and don't get this year yeah have fun with it like that's the thing like she really likes doing it get so much more use like as books Mm -hmm. then yeah one year i was really lazy and i just printed my instagram (laughs) Yeah, that's great. I mean, Instagram, you're not posting like bad pictures. So that's actually a good hack. That's a really good idea. That's a really yeah. good idea. There are places that'll just do it. Instagram. I don't know what it's called. Yeah. I love that. I, I mean, I am such a, it's mm-hmm. like we take all these photos and they're such amazing times. And to get to relive those with your kids, I just need to like channel your wife into some organization about it. Yeah. Well, that's it for our show. 
Before you go, please subscribe to the show and leave us a review on Apple or Spotify. Or better yet, tell your friends. If you have a question for us, email us at slate.com or post to the Slate Parenting Facebook group. Just search for Slate Parenting. This episode of Mom and Dad Are Fighting is produced by Rosemary Belson. For Elizabeth Newcamp and Jamila Lemieux, I'm Zach Rosen. Thanks for listening. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.